Thank you so much for choosing this podcast from CFTN Pacing. We are Church for the Nations in Pacing, Arizona. We are a Bible-believing church and believe God has a word for you today. You can reach us at www.cftnpacing.com or you can give us a call at 928-444-8791. We hope that you're blessed by the message that you've chosen today. God bless. Today is bittersweet for many. And here at CFTN, we want to be overly, um, we want to make it very pointed that we celebrate all you women today. And some of you have had opportunities to, to be a mother, some haven't, and some are still in the waiting, but we celebrate you all. Because God's original plan is fulfilled through you. Each one of you. In 1942 to 1945, more than 100,000 scientists worked on the top secret bomb development project known as the Manhattan Project. At the time, it was the largest collective scientific effort ever undertaken. It involved 37 installations across the U.S., 13 university laboratories, and a host of prestigious participants such as the Nobel Peace Prize physicist Arthur Holly Compton and Harold Urey. Directed by the Army's Chief Engineer, Brigadier General Leslie R. Groves, the Manhattan Project was also the most secret wartime project in history. At first, scientists worked in isolation in different parts of the U.S., unaware of the magnitude of the project in which they were involved. Later, the project was centralized and moved to an isolated laboratory headed by the physicist John, J. Robert Oppenheimer, in Los Alamos, New Mexico. And on, six, on 16th of July, 1945, scientists carry out the first trial of the bomb in New Mexico desert. And all of this was created, all of this to create America's special weapon. This extensive project produced two bombs, the Fat Man and the Little Boy, the use of which granted President Truman the victory over the War of the Pacific and ultimately ended World War II. And I'm going to tell you this morning that God created his special weapon. He created a special weapon in the Garden of Eden, and it's called Mom. See, since the beginning of time, since the beginning, he designed with great care a vessel. Much like these bomb makers did in the 40s, he created something to house the world's greatest weapon. And he knew that this particular weapon was going to deliver the killing blow to his foe. Okay? So think of the magnitude and how important the woman is. Because we know that God told Eve that when he created in Genesis 3.15, he says, I will put enmity between you, the woman, your seed, and his seed. And it says that you will, that he, uh, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. That means that eventually I'm going to take you out and this is the tool I'm going to use. So he gave him a glimpse, but he didn't tell him when. And he'd tell him which woman, but said that this here, this weapon, this vessel is going to be your demise. 
and thus launching the very, the largest campaign the enemy has ever launched against one thing, woman. And how many women here today, mother or not, how many women feel you've had to push against some stuff? How many of you have been challenged? And how many of you have had some wars to fight? Right? And, and if we look at it in a, in a giant spectrum, we can see it all the way from inequality. We can see with what the, the, the modern Western church has done to women, the authority in which women are given. All this stuff is ploys from the devil. It really is. Down deep inside, the enemy has decided, you are the vessel... I can't, I can't handle you taking me out. I'm going to take you out first. Is this tracking? See, but God knew, no matter what the enemy did, that this special weapon was going to succeed. He knew it. This person, or this, this vessel, was going to be seated by God. It was going to deliver a victorious Warrior, headshot, exactly, to the enemy. Now, I kind of believe that the enemy doesn't even know he's defeated. So he's still taking out women. So, but we know that despite this vicious campaign that he was taking care of, right? It was done. It was finished at the cross. Now, see, Mary received a visitation from Gabriel. Gabriel said, this is what I'm laying out before you. I want to fertilize a seed inside of you. You will have a baby without the need of a man. You'll do this without being married. And these, and she knew the consequences. And I think sometimes we kind of skirt over what really the decision that Mary had to make. Because we, we look at today's society and we think, well, you know, teenage pregnancy, uh, things like that, they're overcomable. These are things that, not, not, I don't, I'm not justifying them, but I'm saying in the, today's society, it's something that's much, much more accepted. Back then, that was not the case. See, she had... She had a couple of things that she was facing. She was facing either being banished, put out in the desert. She was facing stoning, death, maiming of her child. She was all this, this stuff was all looking at her. So that was a big decision for her. But thankfully, she, she accepted the challenge, right? Well, then let's look at the other side. Let's look at Joseph. How hard was this decision on Joseph? And see... Us, us men, sometimes we're a little blockheadish, right? And so we need a little... And thank God that Gabriel came to him. I mean, what happens if he didn't, right? But Joseph had to make a decision too. Am I willing to take the scrutiny? Because, see, Mary didn't need a man to produce the warrior, but she needed the man to walk alongside of her to help pave the way. See, it takes a teamwork, and we talk about that a lot here at CFTN. It takes a teamwork, it takes a connection 
of, of multiple people. We are better together, right? right? It takes more than one. So in this story, Mary had to make a big decision and so did Joseph. Equally, probably equally as strong. Mary had, on that, in that society, was the weaker side. So she had her life on the line. Joseph just had his reputation. So there was a lot more bearing on her. But, but together, they protected this baby. They protected this opportunity to bring the Savior to the world. Now, what's interesting is Mary's name is, is, uh, is Miriam in Hebrew, which means their rebellion. And in essence, Mary took the opportunity to, to bring forth this child and ultimately lead the biggest rebellion of history. She rebelled against everything in society to bring this baby to fruition. So Mary, she is revered as the mother Mary, right? She is, she is revered as a very high place in our, in our faith because of the, the opportunity she took and took, went on. But today, I want to bring it together because, because I think that Mother's Day is probably one of the hardest it's probably one of the hardest holidays for many women. And I want to celebrate each one where you're at. Because so many times in church, and, and it's just, we, in, in our zeal to celebrate mothers, sometimes we forget those that haven't been able to or haven't yet. And so there's this, there's this stigma. But I want, to, I, want to, I want to wipe that clean because, see, the enemy is after all of you. All of you, every one of you has a challenge just because you were born a woman. And there's casualties of war, and that isn't anybody's fault. And we want to celebrate each one of you this morning, and I want to celebrate the teamwork of a husband and wife, the teamwork of a body coming around someone that's going through something, that's helping to rear a child. Now, I'm not... I'm not a fan of it takes a village to raise a child. So hear me here. I don't, I don't necessarily believe all the way that, you know, to that side. But I do believe that we all have a responsibility. Every one of us has a responsibility to walk alongside the mothers and help them. Because that's a big thing, right? So let's, think, let's dive into this team concept a little bit. See, look all the way at the beginning at the, at the Garden of Eden. One thing that's hard to get your, your mind around is this trinity. The trinity of God wanting to partner with man. See, that was already an ultimate partnership. He already put man on the earth to take care of the earth. He said, you're to subdue it, be fruitful and multiply. He's partnered with us. And then he says, here, let me give you a partner to, to, to take care of all the rest of it. And I know many of you are probably wondering, what the world has this got to do with Mother's Day? Because we are a team. How many of you feel like you're part of a team? Yeah. Okay. And you've got to. Mothers are wonderful. I, 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 would, I wouldn't be here without one. Amen? They're of the utmost importance. See, women are intuitive and have different sensitivities to the Holy Spirit. Women are generally more emotional 
of a more, more emotional intellect and aware of their own well-being and well-being of those around them. Women have a transforma- transformational type of leadership. They're concerned about personal development in their staff or whatever place of, you know, they're in influence. If it's, if it's their family, their children. Women are good at giving specific affirmations, are nurturing, sympathetic, and inclusive. No one is left behind. Women tend to be good listeners. They're relational, patient, and compassionate, and they value teamwork. They bring the positives of the family lifestyle into the work environment or home. Women are great at multitasking. I, I will, yeah. How many of you agree with that? Yeah, there's more things going on around my wife in, in, a, in, a, in any given minute than, than I could handle. Women are... <laughs> they can simultaneously perform tasks, hold conversations, and mentally problem solve. Women tend to think globally. They look for how the seasons will play and systematically and generationally. Women also are good at administration. They're good at detail, seeing the necessary steps along the way to accomplish the goal. Women want a win-win, while men tend to just want to win. (laughs) Women have less ego. And are more concerned with receiving recognition, or are not concerned with receiving recognition. They are often quicker to self-sacrifice for the good of the organization or the vision. Women are often fearless, as well as resolute, and unwilling to veer from the truth. Women possess creativity, thrift, ingenuity, which makes them great at coming up with effective solutions. Would you guys all agree with that? Yeah, they're definitely, uh, there's a difference, right? What's the coolest thing is I look back at, at Genesis. What's, what's really cool is we were all one at one time. It said that God created them male and, ma- created him male and female. So before he took the rib and before he took the woman out, Adam was both. So there's a picture of complete wholeness. So we can't be whole without our better half. Is that right? So we have to understand that this teamwork is, is vital. And this teamwork includes, is all inclusive. Now, how many of you heard of Proverbs 31? A few times. It is probably hailed as, as the chapter in the Bible that best models or gives a woman the opportunity to see what a godly woman looks like. Well, how many of you find that sometimes that's unachievable? Kind of difficult. But wait a minute. If God put it in the, in the Word, how is it unachievable? See, I don't believe that Proverbs 31 was necessarily a picture of, of the perfect woman as much as it was the picture of a powerful woman. And I think each one of those areas is things that the, the woman can can work towards, like we all. How many of you think that you're, you're done growing? How many of you already arrived? See, I want women to not be intimidated by this chapter in the Bible because of its, of its difficulty. 
But it's also a picture of the man who believes in this woman. See, this also talks about, instead of being intimidated by her strengths, he praises her for knowing that he is so respected and she makes him look like a genius. If you don't believe me, look it up. It says in Proverbs 31, 11, he trusts her without reserve and never has reason to regret. And in, in verse 23, he says, leaders of his city... Greatly, he is greatly respected and he deliberates with the city fathers. So he's greatly respected. Why? Because she makes him look good. Yeah, if you saw my post this morning on Facebook, I, I alluded to that. My wife makes me look like a genius. Sometimes. I don't look so smart, but... Amen? Come on. Amen. So we have to know that women of all flavors are wonderfully made. You, unfortunately, have had a target on your back your entire life, your entire existence. The enemy has tried to take you out, and because of that, he's also given you opportunity to have some insecurities. So I want the women to stand up. That every woman to stand up. And I, wanna, I want to, God brought me during worship, he brought me a, a verse to my, to my attention. And that's Luke 13, verse 12. And he said, Woman, thou art loosed from your infirmity. Infirmity being not necessarily, a lot of translations say sickness, and she was. Her symptom was she was bent over, so she had a sickness. But the infirmity being something from her past. Something that has given her reason to feel less than. To feel crippled. To feel whatever. So this morning I want to declare over all the women here that, Woman, thou art loosed from your infirmity. Nothing is stopping you or, or holding you back. God has said, you are all. He has given you exactly what you need, the weapons you need. And sometimes we have casualties, but we're going to stand up and know that we were created beautiful. We were created to be the woman that God created you to be. So to those of you who are foster moms, mentor moms, and spiritual moms, we need you. To those who have a warm and close relationship with your children, we celebrate you. To those who have disappointment, heartache, and distance from your children, we sit with you. To those who lost their mothers this year, we grieve with you. To those who experience abuse at the hands of your own mother, we acknowledge your experience, and we also grieve with you. To those who live through driving tests, medical tests, and overall testing of motherhood, we are better for having you in our midst. To those who, single, who are single and long to be married and mothering your own children, we mourn the life that has not turned out the way you longed it to be. To those who, who are step-parents, we walk with you in these complex paths. 
To those who envision lavish love of grandchildren, yet the dream has not to be, we grieve with you. To those who will have empty nests this upcoming year, we grieve and rejoice with you. To those who have placed children up for adoption, we commend your selflessness and remember how you hold that child in your heart. We anticipate with those who are pregnant with new life, both expecting and surprising. This Mother's Day, we walk with you. Mothering is not for the faint of heart. And I want to tell you, each one of you is a mother to some. We have real warriors, real weapons in our midst. We love all of you. Because like I said, each one of you has mothered and is a mother to someone. No matter if it's biological or if it's, if it's, if it's a spiritual mom, you have no idea the impact that you have on your children. And you can be absolutely blessed in knowing that we love you, we celebrate you. Jaden, go get the kids. We want you to know how special you are. See, at CFTN, you're the most special. Guys, you really mean a lot too. But this is their day. How many men... Wow. Yeah. Come on. See, see God, God has placed such an amazing partner in our life. Either it's your mother, either it's your wife, even if it's your spiritual mom or it's your friend. You have women in your life that are amazingly gifted to bring you to somewhere. Tap into that. See, like I said, God created you to make us look good. And to really probably do the lion's share of, our, of this journey we call life. And like that video we watched, how true is that? Yeah. You guys, those of you that have that in the past and you remember back and those of you that have that to look forward to it's it's not easy but you guys are so full of character and so full of love and each one of you just oozes it keep it up we celebrate you do you have would you have something <laughs> so beautiful
you're so shy, huh? You know, I grew up in, I just want you to be encouraged this morning. You're not lesser than. I was always told, well, women are the weaker vessel. And God has really done a work in my life. If you would have known me um, in my teenage years, and even when we first got married, I am not even remotely the same person. In fact, my friends probably look at me on Facebook and say, I don't even know her. But see, I believe that there's a cry coming to the world for God's other half of the army to rise up. He gave you a voice. Why are we, why are we so afraid of using it? See, I believe that if Eve had no importance and I was lesser then, why did the serpent tempt her and not go to Adam? Why? Because they had the same authority and they had the same calling and they had the same anointing. So this morning, woman, you aren't loosed. Yes. See, if you do a study on the lioness, I got, I'm going to have to preach on this sometime. Do you know that the lioness goes out and hunts? That is opposite of what we believe in our society. Everybody stand up with me really quick. You know, you're a princess warrior. And God used a princess warrior who was probably, I visualize her, a stay-at-home mom. She probably, um, you know, cooked, cleaned. Um, She did probably all those things. But she took out one of the biggest enemies ever. Are you ready to take out the enemy? Her name was Jael. says and Caesarea had fled away on foot to the tent of Jael the wife of Heber the Kinnet for there was peace between Jabin and king of Hazor and the house of Heber and Kinnet and Jael went out to meet Caesarea see don't be afraid of your enemy she wasn't stupid she knew exactly what she was doing And said to him, turn aside, my Lord, turn aside to me, do not fear. And when he had turned aside with her into the tent, she covered him with a blanket. Then he said to her, please give me a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. So she opened a jug of milk, gave him a drink, and covered him. Are you ready? And he said to her, stand at the door of the tent. And if any man comes and inquires of you and says, is there any man here? You shall say, no. Then Jael, Heber's wife, took a tent peg and took a hammer in her hand and went softly to him and drove the peg into his temple. And it went down into the ground, for he was fast asleep and weary, so he died. 
See, God is raising up a company of women. This is the year of the stake. This is the year of the vav. And some of you need to stake your enemy and take him out. That doesn't sound like fingernails done and makeup, does it? Because we're called to war for God. So I call forth the JLs in this hour. And I speak to that warrior prince's spirit within every woman. And may we call out the enemy of our time. See, she didn't, she wasn't scared in her home. She went out to meet him. See, you're going to have to go out to meet your enemy and maybe even invite him in and then take him out. You got to do this. Your children's children's life depend on you having a voice in this hour. They're depending on it. And I'm no longer going to be viewed lesser than I'm equal to my husband and we are better together so feel empowered this morning to go out and conquer your enemy if she did it you can do it happy mother's day from us to you we want to celebrate each of you mothers and fathers and men and ladies. Each of you are very important to the kingdom of God. And until you understand how important you are, I, I, I love that my son said that one of my wife's qualities is that she, she loves herself. That's, that's exactly, that, that's, that's what it's about. And until we love ourselves, we can't effectively love others, right? Well, happy Mother's Day. Thanks for coming. We love you guys, each one of you. The altar's open if you need prayer. If you need prayer, you can ask your neighbor. But uh, be safe. We love you. Thank you so much for choosing this podcast from CFTN Payson. We are Church for the Nations in Payson, Arizona. We are a Bible-believing church and believe God has a word for you today. You can reach us at www.cftnpayson.com or you can give us a call at 928-444-8791. God bless you.